So OTAs were this last weekend, and with the rookies coming in, apparently Zach Wilson was running a bit late, and we have video of it. Listen in. Cheerios, they don't got Cheerios. What else? Lasagna. Lasagna? What the hell's the matter with you? We'll take uh, hotcakes and sausage. Uh, sorry, sir. We stopped serving breakfast. What are you talking about? We're four seconds late. No, you're 30 minutes and four seconds late. We stopped serving breakfast at 10.30. Ah, uh, horse shit! No, no, no. Don't cry. I'm sorry. I wasn't cursing at you. I was cursing at the lady. Nice parenting. Hey, thanks. See, my therapist, take a walk. Happy meal. We'll get to one of those happy meals. You got a happy meal? Can we get a happy meal? Will What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13, and over on Facebook, Dennis M. Roy over there. I swear to God, Zach Wilson looks like a fucking six-year-old. I mean, you could literally put a Snapchat filter, like that old man Snapchat filter on him, and he still wouldn't look like he was fucking 20. It's unfucking real Honestly, he looks like fucking Zac Efron from fucking High School Musical. Not that I've ever watched High School Musical. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. NFL news, the only big thing that's going on right now is that uh, apparently Todd Gurley visited the Detroit Lions. How do you like them apples? Uh, Not really worried about Todd Gurley outside of probably vulturing touchdowns at the goal line because that was the only fucking thing that he was good at doing with the Atlanta Falcons last season after leaving the LA Rams. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much all that's going on right now. Uh, Spent a bit of time updating uh, the depth charts for all the moves this week. There was actually quite a bit. Um, Nothing really of major note. Uh, yesterday I talked about uh, the whole thing with Jeff Wilson. That'll move Trey Sermon up the block. Um, but we are going to deal with the AFC East right now. Uh, we'll record the AFC North after this one. So it's another double dipper. <clears throat> so uh, total of four for this week, and then we will have a total another total of four next week. We'll deal with the NFC if you missed the first two, which you really shouldn't. You should go back to the first two. And listen to these two. I mean, you don't have to listen to them in any discernible order, but I would recommend listening to them. Just kind of getting my thoughts and ideas out into this podcast. Get them recorded. Um, It's just kind of the process. It's how I work it. It's how I'm going, how I get from point A to point B for the NFL season and getting ready for our fantasy football drafts. So, 
Without further ado, this is the AFC East. We will talk about ADP for these players. Uh, we will start with the Buffalo Bills and, of course, Josh Allen at quarterback. Uh, had a really good season last year. Did that third-year jump. <clears throat> really, really good. What are we going to expect out of Josh Allen this year? Are we going to expect the same types of numbers, or are we going to expect a bit of a regression? Had a fantastic year. Everything really worked out really well. Was not on Josh Allen coming out of Wyoming, but he really, really grew on me his rookie year, uh, at least in terms of fantasy. I don't think he's the best quarterback in the world by any stretch of the means, but um, <clears throat> he is a leader for the Buffalo Bills. He's getting the job done. He's doing it in fantasy, um, but I would not expect the same type of numbers that you had last year. Uh, especially since the Buffalo Bills should try and get back into a little bit more uh, of their running game, at least you would hope. They cannot sustain an offense that's going to be very pass-heavy, at least as pass-heavy as what it was this last season. Um, it is a good thing that uh, teams passed up on offensive coordinator Brian Dabble, um, not giving him any chances. That works out well for the team. Uh, not so much for the, not so much for Dabble, but he'll get his chance. He'll get his opportunity sometime, probably after this year, if Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills offense have another great year. Running backs, we're looking at Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. You also have the addition of Matt Breida. Um, <clears throat> Singletary and Moss are definitely what we're looking at here at the running back positions. Now, whether or not we really like them, I'm really lukewarm on them. I and that's, you know, if I'm if I'm going to go in order, it would be Zach Moss, then Devin Singletary, not Devin Singletary or Zach Moss. They are going super late in drafts. Um, so really taking kind of a shot on them as RB4, RB5, even an RB5, uh, depending upon how deep you want to go at the running back position if you're not going to handcuff at all. Um, I don't hate it because you don't have to use them. And if it's your guy starts having success, you know, you've found another piece of the puzzle for your team. Wide receivers, of course, we got number one wide receiver, Stephon Diggs, followed by uh, newly acquired Emmanuel Sanders on the outside. He's bumping the uh, heartthrob that is Gabriel Davis, everybody's favorite uh, backup wide receiver that should be taking the next step. But, of course, with this move with Emmanuel Sanders, that keeps uh, Gabriel Davis at bay. In the slot, you will have one Cole Beasley, the great white hype. Um, <clears throat> with the addition of Emmanuel Sanders here, uh, as long as he can stay healthy versus you know John Brown from last season, uh, Cole Beasley's going to take another little step back here, okay? They are getting older. Um, Diggs is definitely by far and away going to be the number one target. Uh, don't hate even where he's going now in drafts, even though he's way higher than what he was last season. Um, but we'll have to take a look at Emmanuel Sanders and Cole Beasley um, for a fantasy draft. We'll just have to see what's going on. Probably more best ball than anything, but we'll take a look here. At tight end, uh, it's kind of a clusterfuck. You, have, you still have Dawson Knox, who they have not really gotten uh, engaged in this offense wholeheartedly. They brought in Jacob Hollister, tight end from Seattle. Uh, that would be kind of your more of your one-two punch. 
Uh, Tommy Sweeney is still there. He did he did, didn't do the COVID opt out, but he suffered from COVID on uh, a couple other ailments this last season. So he's going to be a third wheel. Uh, nothing of really any interest or value here. <clears throat> Defense looks pretty decent. Uh, they did make some additions in here. Nothing of real high note. So as long as that offense is up there, they should be okay. They added a couple pieces in the um, draft with uh, Gregory Rousseau, the defensive end out of Miami, um, Carlos Basham Jr., defensive end out of Wake Forest, uh, backup, you know, safety in a backup uh, corner, basically, in uh, DeMar Hamlin and Rashad Wild Goose, Wild Goose being out of Wisconsin. Um so hopefully they can get kind of a nice turnstile pass uh, pass rush in here and get those corners uh, some help uh, so they don't have to sit on routes as long. Um, but we're going to wait and see. We're going to see how they gel in the offseason. Josh Allen. All right, here we go. Comes in as your QB2. He is at pick 35 overall. That's down one spot from pick 34. Uh, it's going to be rather high for me. Um, he did take a step back in the running game, really, if you look at the numbers in there. Uh, hopefully I'm going to get that started, too, so I can get you guys the last three years of stats. Um, but Josh Allen really took a step back. Luckily, uh, the pass offense was humming, so it didn't affect him nearly as much as what it could have. But... Uh, whether or not he gets back on that train is going to be, you know, time is really going to tell on that. Look like basically they told Josh Allen, hey, we don't need you running nearly as much. We don't need you getting hurt. Uh, when he runs, that's when he tends to turn the ball over via the fumble. So <sighs> kind of putting the reins on him and pulling him back a little bit, I don't hate it whatsoever. Okay, so now we have our running backs. Let's see where Buffalo running backs are. Now give me a minute. It's going to take a second because i got to go all the way down. Uh, Zach Moss comes in as RB36, so right at the back end of the RB3s. Pick 98. That is hell, hell of a, hell of a, hell of a drop uh, from last year. Everybody was kind of on Zach Moss and Devin Singletary uh, about the 5th, 6th, 7th round. In there, this drops him about eight. About eight in there. Um, Devin Singletary will be your RB47 as of right now. Pick 130, so right at the back end of the draft. Um, do like Zach Moss more than I like Devin Singletary. I think the bloom is a little bit off that rose uh, at the running back position for him. So definitely keep an eye on Zach Moss. We'll see how he trends as the offseason goes on. Wide receiver, you have Stefan Diggs. He's coming in at wide receiver three. Uh, pick 14. Most of your home drafts, I think he's going to drop a little bit more. Uh, we've talked that you know most of your home league drafts are going to be uh, more RB centric, but that's about right when you're looking at about best when you're looking at best balls this offseason, or if you're doing any FFCs, um, any type of uh, league where you're drafting with complete strangers online, you know, that type of stuff. Uh, it's going to be about what you're going to have to pay for. Do I do I love it? No. Um, do I think he's earned it? Yes. Now, depending upon who is there, um, 
would really factor into whether or not I would take a shot with him, uh, the running back that I got in the first round, if I acquired one, um, that type of deal. Now let's see what his teammates are going at here. Do, 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 do. We got to scroll down. Cole Beasley comes in at wide receiver 53. That is pick 133, so going to be the very end of your draft. Emmanuel Sanders, Emmanuel Sanders. Where are you, Emmanuel Sanders? A lot of people forgetting about Emmanuel Sanders here, too, and it's kind of funny. Um, yeah, wide receiver 77, 208. So uh, very end of the draft. You're not, probably not going to even have to worry about drafting him. You can pick him up on the waiver wire. So we'll take a look definitely in uh, DFS on those two, whether or not we like them as a pivot off of Stefan Diggs. Let's see if we got any Buffalo tight ends here. Dawson Knox, tight end 30, 245. So no interest in him there. I believe there is some interest in the Buffalo Bills defense. Yes, they come in as defense number 11, uh, 207. So not anybody you need to jump on right now. They're staying pretty, pretty, pretty stable right at that spot. So let's move on to Miami. We got the enigma that is Tua Tugaviola, whether or not you love him or hate him. Um, I don't hate the kid, right? Uh, I just don't believe that he's got the talent that everybody touted him out to have when he came out of Alabama. Talked about it. Downfield arm strength. I don't believe in it. Now, whether or not, um, you know, I shouldn't say whether or not. I should just say, um, you know, there's a lot of people that will point and say, well, he didn't have the weapons downfield uh, that you know, he needed, so that's why he wasn't throwing downfield. Well, he did um, when he was at Alabama, and he still really wasn't fucking doing it. So, um, yeah, you're going to have to come up with a better excuse, especially since they drafted one of his older wide receivers in Jalen Waddle this year. That, I think, is still going to pose kind of a problem. I've talked about uh, Jalen Waddle a lot and in his deficiencies within the past, uh, you know, as a pass catcher, uh, he has looked, he has looked like he's corrected some stuff in OTAs, but I want to see him with, when he's got the fucking big boy pads. Okay. I want to see him when they get into the fucking preseason games. That's when it's going to really fucking count. So for right now, I'm not trusting that Tua, I'm not trusting in whatsoever. Now two quarterback leagues, I might take a shot on him if I can get him at the very back end of a of a of a QB two, um, but I really don't want to pay through the roof on there. So we'll have to see what his ADP is. Uh, kind of make a judgment call on that. Uh, running backs, they did not bring anybody of real discernible value, you know, in the draft. So we have Miles Gaskin being the lead ball carrier. Now he will share that load uh, at times with Malcolm Brown and Salvin Ahmed. Uh, Malcolm Brown probably being more of the goal line type back in this offense. Selvin Ahmed to change of pace uh, from Miles Gaskins. But uh, we will pay attention to the rookie Jared Dokes out of Cincinnati. He's a bigger back. Um, he would probably in year one, he'd be nothing more than a pain in the ass uh, guy at the goal line if he got an opportunity. 
Wide receivers, you do have the return of Devontae Parker. Across from him, you'll have Will Fuller, who will serve a one-game suspension to open up the year, uh, finishing up his suspension from last season with the Houston Texans for um, uh, performance-enhancing drugs. And then I already penciled in Jalen Waddell. They want to get him in right away. You know, he's six overall pick. He's going to fucking play right away. So uh, he'll be the slot guy. Um, should see some outside work, uh, especially in that first game without Will Fuller. But uh, tight ends, you're going to have Mike Gazicki in there, uh, splitting time with Durham Smythe. Uh, and then you have rookie Hunter Long, um, who tight end out of Boston College. He's really more, he's probably going to be used as more of a blocking type tight end, but he is really, really big. Um, so could steal some of those, you know, cheap, easy. Uh, goal line tight end touchdowns there. So I'm really kind of staying off the tight ends this year out of Miami. I'm not really going to fuck around with that. Uh, There's still talk about how they will move uh, Mike Kozicki out uh, into more of a slot, into into a slot role where he's more of that move, utilizes more of his move tight end uh, skills. Um, But the fact of the matter is you're still going to have Jalen Waddell in there uh, you're still going to have Will Fuller. They can switch in and out, kind of like the C.D. Lamb, uh, Mari Cooper thing for Dallas. So I really, I'm just, I'm staying away from the fucking tight end position there. There's no fucking reason to go there. You, it's just going to be a headache. You're going to get frustrated. You're going to fucking sit him, and then that game, that's the time that he's going to score the touchdown. He's going to get you your points, and then you're going to start him the next week. Going to go right back to no fucking points. So let's just stay out of it overall not even get involved with the mess. We'll let somebody else take that headache and take the L. So, oh, last but certainly not least, we do need to talk about the defense. Defense has gotten better. It's gotten a lot of uh, great players in this year, um, not only through the draft but through free agency. So this draft, or, uh, this defense should be pretty good as long as uh, Miami does, the offense does not turn the ball over, uh, get the three and outs. So we're really kind of keeping our fingers crossed if you're looking at the Miami Dolphins defense uh, that this offense can get the job done, give them a rest, give them a break uh, so they can stay fresh uh, for longer periods of time in this NFL season. Tua Tagovailoa is coming in at QB 23, uh, pick 161. So right in about the right spot. He's going one spot ahead of Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's going two in front of Sam Darnold. Uh, Derek Carr would follow in there, and then the whole Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill mess. Uh, in front of him, you're going to have Ben Roethlisberger, rookie Justin Fields, and Baker Mayfield. So it's not a bad spot. I would take a shot on him uh, in that spot if he stays relatively no more than, you know, no earlier than, than uh, QB 20. Um, I think I would be perfectly fine there. Now, when we move to the running back position, we're going to look at Miles Gaskin. <laughs> Where does he come in? He comes in at RB26, right behind Javante Williams and right before Mike Davis in Atlanta. Uh, pick 59, so that's the very end of the fifth round. Seems a little bit high. Uh, I would like to kind of see him drop. Uh, into the sixth round before I take a shot on him. I do like Miles Gaskin. I have talked about Miles Gaskin since his rookie year uh, when nobody believed me that he 
has an outside shot of actually taking over this role, um, at least in a split backfield. That was discussed a couple of years ago. So Miles um, Gaskin, he's okay. Like I said, I'd rather get him as six-round value um, rather than the fifth round. Let's see here. We got any other Miami backs getting drafted. Uh, Salvin Ahmed is RB69, pick 242. So no real interest in there. Um, yeah, Malcolm Brown should come in at RB75. So uh, it's pretty much right now for them. It's Miles Gaskin or bust. If you're doing best ball, you're, you can take a shot. I would take a shot on Ahmed before I'd ever take a shot on Malcolm Brown. Uh, wide receivers. Let's get into here. Let's see where these guys are going. Do, 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 do. Oh, my God. Is Will Fuller going? No, that can't be right. Will Fuller can't be the first one going off the board. Oh, shit. Maybe he is. He is. Holy shit. So Will Fuller is the first wide receiver for Miami off the board at wide receiver 36. So he's still getting drafted as a wide receiver 3. Pick 82. Not horrible. Like I said, you still have to deal with the one-game suspension in there. Uh, Jalen Waddell is going off at wide receiver 45. So a wide receiver four seems a bit high for me. Uh, pick 107 in there. So he's not even hitting the double digit rounds. Now, Devontae Parker, who I've never been real huge on, but we have taken our shots with him before. Uh, wide receiver 49. So he's going off as an, as a wide receiver five. Pick 120, so he's going to the very end of the 10th round. That's a hell of a value, considering the fact that he was going about 8th, 7th, even the 6th round uh, the last year or two. So I may end up just waiting it out into those double-digit rounds and taking a shot on Devontae Parker. Um, just based on value alone. I mean, I'm not real high on this wide receiver group, um, anyways, uh, I do have my love for Will Fuller, but he this is going to be the first season that he's going to be away from Deshaun Watson. So what is that going to mean? And again, Will Fuller, downfield, more of a downfield threat. Can Tua get him the ball? I have major concerns. Devontae Parker has shown that he can get it done with Tua. It hasn't been great. He's better with Brian Fitzpatrick. This offseason... Should I mean he's definitely the number one out of you know the three, so they're going to get a lot of work together this off season uh, in training camp. So uh, if you're telling me that I can get Devontae Parker last and to get him into you know like tenth round, a double digit round, I will probably take the shot on that. Let's see where our tight end is going. Let's see where Mike Gazicki. Is going. He's going off at tight end 10. Pick 110. It's way too high. He's right ahead. He's ahead of Tyler Higby, Robert Tunyon, Irv Smith, Evan Ingram, Hunter Henry, Hunter Henry, Hunter Henry, and Johnny Smith. No. No. Maybe ahead of Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith because they take each other out, but still. I would honestly, I'd probably take, I'd probably take Hunter Henry. Or Johnny Smith. Before I took Kaziki, 
I definitely take Higby. Definitely would take Irv Smith. Probably uh, Evan Ingram. Man, should be a tight end one. He should be a tight end one. He should not be that low, but kind of is what it is. Still at that value, I'm not taking him. Miami Dolphins defense comes in at defense number seven, pick 186 overall. Um, I think we can just not have me tell you what pick overall uh, they're going because we know that we don't draft our, t- our our defenses to the end. All right, New England Patriots. Here's a big here's a big cluster of fuck. So. Cam Newton should open up the season. Now, for how long he's going to be at quarterback um, before they might turn to Mac Jones remains to be seen. It's going to all depend upon their record there. Now, I think if he's got him in the playoff hunt, you're probably going to see Cam Newton continue to start. If this offense starts faltering, record starts dipping down, they will go to Mac Jones. I think, without a shadow of a doubt. So, as far as these guys go, I would not worry about them for seasonal drafts. Maybe best ball, because uh, they'll go really super late. But that'd be about it. Um, we've always talked about this backfield before. Uh, Damian Harris, Sonny Michelle, who may or may not still be there. Uh, he actually may be replaced by the rookie Ramondre Stevenson. There has been rumors of that. Um, and then you have James White, who's back. And then I believe Brandon Bolden is expected to be back um, if his knee if his knee will allow him to. So, but we've we've talked about this backfield. Let's just stay away from it. Yeah, it's nice to look at, but I. If I can't even touch it really in a DFS in a DFS setting, I'm not going to touch it in the seasonal. Wide receivers, you're going to have Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, and probably Jacoby Myers in the slot, to be completely honest. Do I like any of them? Not really. Would I have interest if Mac Jones was the starter at the beginning of the year? Maybe. Uh, Kendrick Bourne is one hell of a run blocker. Uh, that's why they've primarily brought him in there. Nelson Aguilar needs the right quarterback, needs the right system to be super successful. I don't think it's going to be here. Um, I could be wrong, but I just I don't trust Cam Newton. I don't trust the rookie Mac Jones uh, to ensure I'm going to get consistent production from any of these wide receivers. The tight ends are a little bit different. Uh, you should see Johnu Smith and Hunter Henry on the field uh, together mo- at most times. Uh, Hunter Henry is one hell of a blocker compared to Johnu Smith, so I would expect that Johnu Smith would actually be the more productive tight end. Um, where they're going, I think it's a little bit more palatable for a tight end split. Uh, here, but I mean, if you really want to be safe, you're going to draft a tight end before you ever got down to these two. And that's just my opinion. So, uh, defense looks real fucking good with the way that they changed it. So, uh, we really need to see what their ADP is. And I think if I remember correctly, it's really, really low. Uh, I would really hope that it would stay low because I would definitely take a shot there. 
Cameron Newton, where are you? Cam Newton comes in at QB 32. So he's not even getting drafted, neither is Mac Jones. Uh, I think that's kind of about right there. So guys to kind of wait and see. Maybe mess around in DF maybe mess around in DFS. I, I don't I don't know how much I would I'm gonna trust Cam Newton, although he should be healthy at the beginning of the year. Uh we'd know that he tends to run a hell of a lot, so he does have some value, especially since his cost is gonna be so low. Running backs, we're looking at Damian Harris. He comes in at RB forty one, pick one thirteen. Uh, so there'd be about round nine, round nine, round ten, right about in there. Um, James White's actually the next guy off the board at uh, running back fifty-six, uh, pick one sixty-two. My how the mighty have fallen! They have fallen. Uh, next is actually the rookie, Ramondre Stevenson. He comes off at RB60, uh, pick 191. Sony Michelle, uh, pretty much I think that rumor got out. He's dropped uh, three consecutive weeks. He went from RB67 to 71 to 82. Uh, overall picks, he went from 238 to 260 to 278. So he's falling, he's falling quick. So I think that's definitely an indicator that we should stay away because it's quite possible that he doesn't even make it through training camp. And that would be sad considering the fact that he was a first-round pick and he got taken before his teammate Nick Chubb. You imagine if they would have taken Nick Chubb there. Wide receivers. Let's take a look here. Nelson Aguilar is the first one. Wide receiver 60, pick 155. So these are going to be guys that are going to go at the very end or not at all. Um, I can't. There you go. Jacoby Myers is next one at wide receiver 87. Wow, 27 wide receivers away. Holy shit. Um, I don't know. I know I wrote up Kendrick Bourne in here. Nikhil Harry actually gets taken next, 121. Jesus. I I missed Kendrick Bourne somewhere in there. Doesn't matter. They're none of them are getting drafted. Um, your tight ends, though, uh, it is Hunter Henry right now in front of John Johnny Smith. They are tight ends fifteen and sixteen respectively. Uh, picks one thirty two and one thirty eight. Like I said, I think Johnny's going to be more of the pass catcher versus Hunter Henry because Henry's a better blocker. Uh, this defense, where are they at? Where are they at? They are at tight, uh, defense number eight on there. Uh, it seems rather low. So, you know, it's still last. I mean, it's last round pick. I mean, if you really want to jump on them and get ahead, you go the second to last round. If you're doing kicker, um, or even, you know, it's been it's been kind of a tactic that you would draft your defense in that second to last round and then take what's left uh, from some of the, you know, secondary, tertiary type pieces from these NFL offenses. Uh, let's get to Kid Cannon here. New York Jets, we got Jack, uh, Zach Wilson, uh, the rookie out of BYU. I think 
I think Wilson could be successful here. Um, but with head coach Robert Sala coming from San Francisco, we can expect, um, you know, an offensive coordinator, Michael LaFleur, um, who is Matt LaFleur's brother. But um, I think we can expect the same style of type offense, you know, play action pass, um, run heavy type approach here. Uh, definitely have the offensive line for it. So Zach Wilson, I'm not huge on as far as like uh, a rookie quarterback to use, uh, but he does have a lot of nice targets. I will say that. Um, and there might be a time where we could take a shot on him in DFS, but as far as seasonal, stay away. Running backs, you're going to have Miss Mosh right now. You're going to have Tevin Coleman, Michael rookie Michael Carter, and LaMichael Pirine, the fourth-round pick from last year. Uh, as well as Ty Johnson. Ty Johnson did really, really well, so he could outshine all four. We're really going to want to pay attention and see what's happening here with this uh, running back group, uh, whether or not somebody actually gets ahead of the pack. Wide receivers, you're looking at Corey Davis being probably the number one, to be honest. Uh, Denzel Mims across from him being the wide receiver two. Jamison Crowder and Elijah Moore. Uh, kind of splitting the load at slot, but Elijah Moore, the rookie wide receiver out of Ole Miss, taken with the second pick of the second round, uh, will be kind of your little wild card. He's going to be slotting around all over there. He's going to be a little offensive slut for this def- for this offense. So, uh, really, I'm really, really high in Elijah Moore. And when they took him and paired him with Zach Wilson. Look, I'm not the biggest Zach Wilson fan, but, man, those two could grow together. They really could. Tight ends, we have Chris Herndon as the number one. Uh, Ryan Griffin, again, backing him up there. I think more than likely it's just going to be Chris Herndon or bust. Uh, Still no interest really there. Uh, As far as the Jets defense is concerned, we are not messing around with that whatsoever. QB, Zach Wilson comes in at quarterback 31, 213 overall. So I do like him in best ball as a QB3, Q, as like say a QB3 or QB4 there. Uh, definitely could take a shot on him as your QB3 uh, in two quarterback and super flex leagues. Running backs, we're going to have to see where these run. Let's see where these running backs are going here. New York Jets. I just seen him. Where'd he go? Uh, looks like Tevin Coleman is the first guy off the board. At no, 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 no. No, Michael Carter is the the rookie is the first one off the board at running back thirty eight. So he's a RB four. Pick one hundred three overall. He's actually dropped. Uh, it was RB36, so um going to keep an eye on that. I will take a shot on him from time to time in some drafts if I can get him late. I think if I can get him in round 8 or 9, um, if he's securing a spot, I would like that. But if, he's secure, if it looks like he's going to secure a spot, he's probably going to move up to about the 6th round, somewhere in there. But we'll pay attention to it. Tevin Coleman comes in at... RB63, so end of the draft or not at all. Um, Let's see if Ty Johnson's getting taken. Uh, Yeah, he is. RB86, pick 293. 
LaMichael P. Ryan, RB97, pick 335. So pretty much it looks like everybody's kind of said Michael Carter is going to be the guy there. Uh, I think so too, to be honest with you. The wide receivers. Let's see where these guys are going. I'm going to have to dip down again. So these are going to be guys that you're not going to be fully reliant on, but you can take a shot on uh, in your draft. So Corey Davis is wide receiver 48, so back end uh, wide receiver 4, pick 118. So double-digit rounds. So it's not going to cost you much to take a shot on these guys. He's going actually uh, two picks right in front of Devontae Parker and the Miami Dolphins. So pick your poison on that, to be completely honest. Denzel Mims is next, comes in at wide receiver 61, so he's right at the beginning of the wide receiver sixes, pick 159, uh, very back end. I do like Denzel Mims. Uh, He had flashes when he wasn't hurt, so keep an eye on him, just pay attention to it. But Elijah Moore, the rookie, uh, wide receiver 66, uh, pick 172. And that's actually behind Jamison Crowder. I don't know how I missed that. Jamison Crowder is actually going to be ahead of Denzel Mims as a wide receiver 59, so a back-end wide receiver 5, uh, 153. I don't think he has long for this offense. They can save on the cap by cutting him, I think, after the first. I think after the first. Not 100% on that one. But uh, if I was looking at that, I would look at probably Corey Davis, Corey Davis, uh, Mims, and Moore. That in that kind of order. If you want, if you wanted to tell me that you wanted to take Elijah Moore over Mims, since it was so late, anyways, just taking a shot on the rookie, let him sit. Fine, I have no issues with that whatsoever. Uh, Chris Herndon, as far as tight ends are concerned, he goes as tight end twenty-seven. Uh, so he goes as a tight end three. Gross. Just gross. So let's recap. Uh, guys that I'm interested in here for uh, our fantasy drafts as of right now. Josh Allen, no. Uh, go Not because of the talent, not because of the guy. It's too high. It's too high. Um, I want to fill the rest of my roster first. We'll find a, co- a good quarterback later. Uh, Devin Singletary, no. Zach Moss, Yes. Stephon Diggs, I think it's okay. Um, as far as anything else in the offense, I'm going to go ahead and pass. Move on to the Miami Dolphins. Tua, like I said, QB2. Uh, two QB, QB League, super flex. I'm perfectly fine where he's going as a back-end uh, QB2. Uh, did not think I was going to say that, but uh, here we are. Uh, Miles Gaskins, I have I have some interest, only if he's sixth round at the at the most expensive fifth round. I think I'm going to pass there. Uh, no to Will Fuller. Uh, yes to Devonte Parker. Maybe on Jalen Waddle. Maybe, maybe. As far as the tight ends are concerned, Mike Izzicki. No, we are going to pass there. At least I am. Uh, quarterbacks here for the New England Patriots, Cam Newton, Mac Jones, best ball. Yeah, you can take a shot. Other than that, I'm not going to do it. Uh, this backfield with Damian Harris, uh, James White, Ramondre Stevenson, no, uh, not going to mess around with it. 
Um, as far as the wide receivers are concerned, I think they're going a little bit maybe too high, but I wouldn't mind Nelson Aguilar um, if you can get him back, you know, 9-10, somewhere in there. Uh, as far as the tight ends are concerned, it's John U. Smith over Hunter Henry for me. I am a big Hunter Henry backer, um, so that's kind of what I'm telling you. I'm telling you John U. Smith's going to be more of the pass catcher. Hunter Henry will be more of the blocker. As far as the Jets are concerned, I don't mind Zach Wilson and best balls, nothing else. Uh, well, dynasty drafts, of course, we're fine with that, but uh, regular redraft leagues, no, we're not messing in there. Tevin Coleman, uh, no. Michael Carter, yes, I will take a shot on him. Let me recheck where he was going again. Um, Michael Carter, pick 103, yeah, I'm f- I'm perfectly fine with that. If he's going back in, like, round eight, yeah, we're okay. Round eight, round seven, I'm all right with it. Uh, Corey Davis, don't hate it. Uh, Denzel Mims, don't hate it. Uh, Elijah Moore, don't hate it. They are going to be throwing. This defense is horrible. So that's our go. That's our look at the AFC East uh, and taking a look with the ADPs. So uh, we're we're getting close. We're getting close. Just a little over a month, and it'll officially be the NFL draft season. So I will talk to you guys later. We'll finish off the AFC in the next podcast. Take care.